Hi, you guys. Get Caught Up is on the move. Welcome to the new GCU. Follow us on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. That's GCU underscore podcast. And make sure you follow our new web address at anchor.fm forward slash get caught up. Caught Up Podcast is sponsored by Untamed Publishing, Anchor FM, Women of Vision, KD, MB, Tyler Landscaping, and Author Exodus Morning. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. You are now tuned in to the Get Caught Up Podcast Author Interviews. Welcome to our show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, Untamed, the originator and creative creator of the Get Caught Up podcast. And we are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are an aspiring new or seasoned author, visit www.untamedpublishing.net in our Books and More store and we offer a plethora of services, a huge variety for all of your publishing needs, such as editing, synopsis writing. We even offer book trailers or promotional materials. So just make sure that you head over to www.untangpublishing.net and see what services that we can help provide to you. And if you would like an author interview, make sure you visit the contact us link and send us a message and someone will contact you about setting up an interview for our ever popular author interview night. You guys, I just have to thank you once again, once again for supporting the podcast. And I also want to thank everyone for showing so much love um, with all of your shares, likes, the people who show up to the Gutter Mommies, Moneyback Tales, Red Carpet Movie Premiere in Atlanta. We were at the Studio Movie Grill in Marietta. It was an amazing time. The movie was amazing. Um, the lead actress, Portia Bunch Hall, dropped her Gutter music video. So got to see it. Everyone who came to the premiere in Dallas and in Atlanta got to see it first. And the feedback was so amazing. I'm so glad that you guys loved it. I'm so glad that you're showing it so much love. Continue to do so as we gear up for the release date, which will be announced shortly. I'm so, so, so excited about it. But without further ado, I have to get into my author interview for tonight. I am extremely excited, you guys. Um... This next author is no stranger to me. 
And I just love her energy. I love her attitude. I love her passion. She is such a phenomenal person. And so it is my honor and joy just to introduce you guys to Mrs. E-Ray Tronic. She is a 40-year-old married mother of five charismatic for children with charismatic children. The native of Detroit, Michigan, now resides with her husband and family in a small rural town in mid-Michigan. Since releasing her debut literary work, Compelled to Murder, in 2016, the author hasn't skipped a beat. She's gone on to release two additional full-length novels, Compelled to Murder Full-Length and Compelled to Murder 2, Stevens Lineage, under her company, Mental Chatter Musings, LLC. E-Ray's craftsmanship doesn't stop there. She also publishes a monthly newsletter highlighting all things literary. Her newsletter updates you on the upcoming news regarding E-Ray, herself as well as other writing tips and resources. Each month, her newsletter highlights other upcoming authors and artists in the literary community. In addition to that, the newsletter provides your monthly astrology. That's right. E-Ray Tronic also studies and broadcasts astrology. Her videos upload every month on her YouTube channel, Enchantress Press Astrology. This multifaceted author is looking to fulfill the reader's need for a sensational experience that won't be forgotten. Welcome to the UP Hot CE Ray. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Untamed. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. How are you? You're quite welcome. I am doing well. I'm just glad to have you here with me just interviewing because, you know, I, I talk, look, we talk, I feel like we talk every day over social media. <laughs> we're all, we're all we commenting and chit-chatting. I, we call each other Shake and Bake. That's our new nicknames for each other, you guys, Shake and Bake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What was so funny was last night, um, what was it on? What was Step Brothers was on last night, and I was screaming because I thought of you. And I, and I was watching it at the same time because my husband turned it on. That is so funny. Wow. Okay. Look, I was screaming. It was so funny. I was like, we didn't catch it until like the last 30 minutes. But that was the mm-hmm. the, the most hilarious part because, you know, we always joke about the whole boat and hose. <laughs> yes. Yes. From there. I and I was that. like, this is perfect timing. This is perfect timing. But look, I know they're like, what are they talking about? See, y'all have to just yes. follow us and follow our food. You know, we always act it up. They'll see it. You know, they'll see it. <laughs> but I want to just start off um, by asking you, how did you begin writing? I began, well, I mean, as a child, I was always interested in um, in writing. You know, I took drama classes and things like that. My um, minor was English. So I, I've always liked writing, but I did not actually start writing until about 2000 and I would say it was about 2005 or six, something around that time. It was after I had my second child. So um, what happened was I started with screenplays. I didn't even start with books because I wanted to be a screenwriter. 
So um, I had a dream and it was a reoccurring dream. Um, and because I kept having the dream, I'm like, you know what? I want to see this like play out. So I read a book um, on how to write a screenplay and I wrote the screenplay. So that's, that's how Compelled to Murder started. Well, and I was just about to ask you that. It was Compelled to Murder was a screenplay at first. And that was it, um, a screenplay first. And the reason why I said it, it makes sense to me because I don't know if I told it to you, but I know I said it to, um, I think it was KB of KB's bookshelf. It reads like a movie to me. Um, and it plays out so cinematically that I was like, I, I would love to see this as a movie. Like, I I love, I'm not, I won't necessarily say I can write psychological thrillers at all. I won't even pretend that I can sit my toe in there right now. But I definitely love to watch them on television and I love to read them. And yours was so, yours is the first one, I, and I'm being so honest when I say this. I've read them and they read like a book. You know, they have the feel of a book and it's good. And then I can watch the movie, and I can see the movie, and it's good that way. But yours was the first book that I read that I knew it was a book that I was reading it, but it read so cinematically. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is money right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you're that. Welcome. I'm going to able to keep that element in there. Yes, you were. You were. So what made you, you know, want to also going to be in a published author instead of just sticking to the screenwriting well what happened was um i sent a I, I sent the book out the manuscript for the screenplay i'm sorry to um a few different publishers and the one publisher that wrote me back asked me to switch it to book form they loved it but they were like can you switch this to book form and um, I just wasn't in a place in my life to where I was ready for that. Um, I don't know whether it be karmically or, or whatever it was, but I wasn't at that place yet. And I didn't do it. So some years went by and um, not until 2016 did I go back and call that company back. And uh, they were closed and they had shut down by that point. So I went ahead anyway and I wrote, um, I bought a book called You Can Write a Novel because I, I generally knew how to do it, but I, I wanted some extra uh, input, you know? So I went mm -hmm. and bought that book and I read that book. <laughs> and then after that, I switched it to book form and I called my cousin, um, Amira Shanice, um, she uh, produces New York Girls TV and um, okay. she has a couple of books out Silent um, and I think she has a Silent too as well out and she published it for me you know uh, on Amazon so she put it you know because I didn't know how to do it at the time um, eventually I learned and was able to put the others out myself but at first she was the one who who did that to me and then just, you know, kind of, you know, helped me out. So that, that's how that happened. And that was in 2016. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yes. Congratulations on that one. Look, I, I Thank you. am such a 
a fan of yours. I really, truly am. And um, I love the fact that you write psychological thrillers. And I say that because a lot of times, and you know this, this is black creative. We kind of get a stigma for everything that we do, and there's nothing wrong with it, but we just always kind of get stuck in the stigma that everything that we do is urban, you know, like urban fiction or every, you know. And like yeah. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I write urban. I love, I love to read it. I love to write it. I love the movie, you know. But right. it's always, you know, like boxing us in, you know, like it's, it's the first mm-hmm. thing, you know, they people think is like, okay, well, what is it? Is it urban? Like, no, you know, we can write in different genres. And I think there's such a need for black creators, especially coming, coming out of this pandemic. <laughs> you know, this is a time for mm-hmm. black authors, black filmmakers to just really dive into all of the genres and just mm-hmm. flourish so that people can see, you know, that we're multifaceted, you know. We we can write drama and love and horror and psychological thrillers, historical fiction, you know, westerns, whatever we want to do, you know. And That's we right. can do that, but it's just, you know, it's not highlighted as much. So I appreciate the fact it, that you write and you write it so so well. I can't stress that enough, readers. I can't stress it enough. I have read Compelled to Murder. She writes so well um and so i am just i admire you for that and i just want to ask you because of what inspired you to dive into that genre um as a child i was always attracted to dark things um i'm a very very you know humble good person i'm nice i just you know i help people and things like that but i just really am a attracted to um, dark things, you know, I, I'm a Scorpio, um, <laughs> so it's, I like the uh, the deeper side of things, the darker side of things, um, I, I like taboo things, you know, I'm as much a fan of death as I am life, so um, I've always watched scary movies, like even as a really, really young child, um, so it, it doesn't bother me, things like that don't bother me. You know, the dark doesn't bother me. Going into the woods at night in the dark doesn't bother me. I'm just, uh, it's just how I am. So I can, I can write it easily because my mind kind of already thinks like that. Absolutely. And I, you know, one thing I always say to be a creative, and I mean, that's the music, you know, film, writing, mm-hmm. any type of the art. You have to be a little bit, <laughs> what a, little bit a little bit odd, <laughs> a little bit off, a little bit odd, you know, to come up with mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, it's just, that's just how our minds work. You know, they may work differently <laughs> in certain areas, yeah. but most creatives are, we are a little off. You know, I do that. I'm a little off, a little odd. You know, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's right. But We're that's open-minded. Like, that's right. That's why these great stories and these great films and this great music and all that stuff comes from. <laughs> Look, the crevices mm-hmm. of our mind. That's so right. Do you, do you think that you will actually go into writing strictly horror or any other genre besides psychological thriller or you just want to stay in that realm? Actually, oh, 
That's a, <laughs> you got me with that question. Okay. So <laughs> there um <laughs> I, I do want to write other genres. I never specifically uh was just with psychological thrillers. Um I I do have another novel that my husband keeps pushing me to write that I came up with at the same time that I wrote Compelled to Murder. Um, but it is more like Bridge to Terra Visita, Chronicles of Narnia with a dark okay. fantasy element to it. So okay. um, so I do want to finish that one, but it's, it's going to be lo- really long. You know, it, there's a lot that goes into it, the characters and the um, costumes and things like that. So I do want to go into other other genres. Um, I wouldn't mind writing urban at all because, um, you know, I've been around it. I can. I've lived a life. So, um, I mean, not all aspects, but, you know, in some sense, I am an African-American woman who grew up in Detroit, Hamtramck. So, you know, I can can do this, you know. So, yes, I do plan on going into, yeah. I can I can go into other things. Um, so yeah, yes, I do plan on uh, writing in in other genres. I don't want to just pigeonhole myself in in psychological thrillers or mystery suspense. And actually, my current novel that I'm writing now, Deadliest Intentions, um, that will be published under uh, Kensington in Urban Books, is actually uh, has elements of paranormal as well. So. I do plan on going into other genres. It's just, uh, you know, getting the chance to go ahead and delve into it. I do so much, so many other things, like with my astrology as well. So I have to find that time. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm glad that you brought up your astrology because I wanted to ask you about that as well. Um, you know, for me, the, the most I, I'm, I really know about astrology is following my sign, knowing, knowing, now I know what my sign is like, you know what I'm saying? I know me, I know me, follow my sign and read my horoscope and read it others. And I know, you know, I typically know like my kids, my husband, so I go, I dive into theirs. But can you just tell us like how um, you got into astrology and, you know, what all that entails? Because your newsletter is so detailed and I found myself I'm like I'm gonna have to I, I gotta study what she's saying this this makes sense like I'm, I'm going all right now you know I just told you what was it the other day I think it was we're still in September my goodness it was mm-hmm. saying um something about Aries has to be quiet <laughs> yeah and I just gotta be quiet the whole month <laughs> Yes, oh yes, yes, those transits really uh, affect us, you know. Um, I yeah. got into astrology. Um, I've always, like I said, uh, when I was younger, I was always attracted to, like, the moon and uh, taboo things and stuff like that. So I always listened to my horoscope and things like that. But I didn't start actually using astrology to help me in my life until about 2014, because I would listen to horoscopes and, and things like that, and they would give me the edge up on on things. But sometimes they would be wrong, you know, but they still help me. So I'm like, let me try to figure out how I can make it a little more accurate. 
So what I started doing was studying astrology since it's the planet um, and, and it goes by the transit because it's more specific. The planets mean certain things. They stand for certain things. The signs stand for certain things. The angles, I'm, I'm good at, you know, angles and math and stuff like that. And the different angles mean certain things. So I studied what the angles meant. And then I studied all of the signs. I studied all of the planets and, you know, what they mean and things like that. And um, basically, it's kind of like, mm, it, I mean, it has math in it, but it's just a science. You basically just take the transit and um, look at the sign and you find out basically how that transit is going to affect that sign. What sector of, of your life is being bothered by it? You know, so let's say your sign is Aries. Um, you're, the, you're the first sign of the zodiac the baby of the zodiac and you're ruled by mars so uh, let's say you uh, you have two other signs that are um trying your sign so if you have any transits in those signs those bring you blessings in those areas so if you know what those areas mean you know where your blessings are coming from if there's a square you know that you're going to have challenges or trouble in that area. And then you just kind of look around the rest of the nail chart to see where you can get help from. I know it's, 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 it's not easy, but once you've done it so many years, it kind of becomes, you know, it becomes easy to you. So I basically started looking and finding out when it would be better for me to do things when it would be better for me to not do things, if I was gonna have trouble at work with somebody and I was gonna get into maybe a confrontation, you know, it would tell me how to deal with it or tell me that that was going to probably happen so I would know to avoid, you know, that situation. Or, or it might tell me someone might come in with bad advice so I'll know not to take that advice that person is coming in with. It literally, marks everything for you. I mean, it literally, the, the charts and the transits tell you everything that's going to happen. So I started following that and it basically helped me in my career and it, it led me up faster or brought me up faster than it would if I had not had the help from the astrology. Um, because knowing is half the battle. It's hard sometimes because you know about those challenges and things coming. But if you don't focus on the bad and focus on the good and how you can avert it, then you're in a better position. So I decided to do a newsletter and do all of the signs and put them out to people so they can read it as well and see what their month is going to entail. So that way it can help them as well. So that's basically, um, I mean, it's wonderful. Astrology is so, I'm so passionate about it because it literally mm. has brought me from A to Z in like the time people would take year, 10, 10, 20 years, you know? It's just, um, right. it, it feeds me. It really, it really does. And I want to help people with it and show them how it can help them, you know? So 
That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, you are passionate about it. And that is amazing. I, You know, and I never really looked at it like that. I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm forever a joker. So I'm in my mind like, girl, tell me when this thing's telling me I'm getting some money. <laughs> yes, and it tells you that, too. It tells you that, too. And, and untamed, and you're, you're an Aries, right? Yes. So whenever you have something in Taurus, whenever there's a transit in Taurus, that's your second house of personal finance. Whenever you have a transit in, I would say, um, Scorpio, that's your eighth house of shared finances between you and other people. So you can, whenever you have transits in either one of those places, you can expect money to be moving either forward or backward, depending on what the transit is. So it tells you exactly what, you know, it, it, it lets you know what's going to happen in your life. Look, 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 I'm, sorry. I'm such a mess, I promise. But that is really, really good information. And that, and I know that that newsletter takes a lot. I've read it, and I've listened to your YouTube channel, and I'll let you get into, you know, mm-hmm. we'll let you share all of that. But I have, and you are so thorough and so detailed, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I said, I really, I was like, I didn't really know it was, you know, this deep. You hear something, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And so now I'm like, That's- I've been really listening. You know, I've really been paying attention because, you know, I told mm-hmm. you, I was like, I'm coming. So basically, I just need to be quiet this month. And that came up really fast on me, too. I was like, you know what? You just See? told me <laughs> I need to See? be quiet. <laughs> and it's a lot of oh, astrologers. I, I do it that deeply like that because there's so many astrologers who are out but they charge for this information. They charge you for that information so they don't get as deep. But, you know, I'm not charging anybody because I'm just not in a position to where I want to do a bunch of readings and all of that stuff. I'm more focused on my writing. So I just give out the astrology freely, what I'm sure, which I'm sure other astrologers don't like, but it is what it is. So. It is what it is, <laughs> you know. It's, and you know what, and that's, that's also a testament to your spirit. I, you know, I said that at the top of the hour, you are a phenomenal person. You have a great spirit. And I was not playing on that. You really, really do. It comes out, you know, it's so genuine. Um, I, I'll say it like our previous guest said it, uh, Byron Jamal. He said, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the love that's in you. People flock to where love is, you know. And you have a genuine love for just people in general, and it shines through in everything that you say and everything that you do. So I just truly, truly admire you um, for that because uh-huh. you you feel it and see it, and, and you know within you all the time. So yes, absolutely. This it's so amazing because people say, "Really, you know, we just have to just talk about all this dark psychological thrillers," but you know what? 
Not yours. Yes. So like, she yes, she, she is very. You are. You are extremely sweet and humble, and you know, loving and caring, and it definitely shows. And so, I just wanted to take that moment to tell you that. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, and I'm I'm glad that uh that it shows because I try my best, you know, and I am a really good person, and I just want everybody to be a good person and I know the world doesn't work like that but I know if I put the best out that I can put out and I'm the best person that I can be then I'll most likely encounter people the same way so that's why I I, I am the way I am plus I know what goes around comes around and I would rather a bunch of good come back around to me than bad the karma is hello that you know that I know that's <laughs> astrology as well you know you could do something uh um, you know, the way the way karma works and astrology works, you know, your house of karma is different for everybody. So uh, cheating for me might affect my career sector and make me fail in career. Someone else, it might affect, you know, their transportation sector or their education sector. It just depends. But either way, that karma comes back and will destroy you. It, it can destroy you. Um, you know, your accomplishments. So I'm scared of that. So I try to be as good of a person as I can be so that nothing bad happens to me. <laughs> I um, know that's right. Yeah. Look, I try to be as good mm-hmm. a person I can be. I have a problem when um, people go low because, you know, I know our, mm-hmm. our first forever first lady, Michelle, said when they go low, we go high. When they go low, I go to hell sometimes. I'm just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been trying. Some, some, I be a trying. couple times I've pitched myself, make a little sad comment, and then I'm like, Ebony, don't do it. Right. <laughs> Just don't even do like, it. Just really? stop yourself right there. Because, honey, really I will set into some really <laughs> <laughs> But Look, I like to say, like, on my face. Yeah. Look, you say. You say, look, I'm sweet, but hold on, let's let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm good. In, I'm, I'm, I'm the perfect balance of good and bad that's rooted in reality. That's what I have on my oh Facebook page. So absolutely, it, it, absolutely. That is a coin <laughs> phrase right now. <laughs> but yeah. on that note. We are going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, you guys, Mrs. E. Ray is going to bless us with a snippet from her book. I'm going to read the synopsis when we come back, and then once I do that, you can have the floor, but we will be right back in just a moment. We all know reading is fundamental. When you visit KB's Bookshelf, you can find books in multiple genres to entertain and educate. Writers can even find literary services of value to their success, like our ever-popular manuscript critique and book review. Reading allows us to escape, explore, and share our experiences. I hope you'll visit us today at www.kbsbookshelf.com and allow us to take you on your next adventure. girl the right pair of shades and she can conquer the world 
So embrace your shade. Shop Shade Dolls IT at www.shadedolls.com and follow them on Instagram at Shade Dolls. JC, author, content creator, and live streamer. For books and more, visit my website, www.jctheauthor.net. For my live streams, such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams, please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller. Also on YouTube, as well as Facebook, facebook.com backslash jctheauthor. Salute. Looking for a place you can get something for everyone? Butterfly Spirit LLC is a boutique that has you covered. From apparel, accessories, health and wellness products, and even custom design press-on nails. Visit us at ButterflySpiritLLC.com where comfort meets a piece of style. Hello, hello, and we are back. We are back. I am Untang, your originator and creative creator of the Get Caught Up podcast. And tonight, we are on with author E. Ray Parani. She is the author of Compelled to Murder, a phenomenal psychological thriller. Um, We have talked a little bit with her about how she got started, a little bit about her astrology, and now we are getting into the good stuff. She is going to grace our ears with a snippet from Compelled to Murder, but before she does, I want to read just a, her synopsis of this story, and then I'm going to let her hook you guys, because I'm, I'm already hooked, so I got to let her hook you guys, but this is the synopsis for Compelled to Murder. Compelled to Murder is a cinematically woven mystery suspense novel which tells the story of abhorrent misdeeds which take place in the small town of Crimson County. Although Crimson County has just recently become introduced to the crime of murder, it has always, however, been plagued with other misfortunes such as deceit, bullying, adultery, and rape. When tragedy strikes on what began as a beautiful evening for a middle-aged couple, John and Megan Slater, it shifts the balance in their seemingly perfect lives forever. With their marriage on the rocks, John becomes compelled to take on the role of the Avenger, presenting him <clears throat> presenting him the burden of eradicating the evil plague in his small town. The residents in Crimson become increasingly terror-stricken while the body count rises one after another, baffling the local sheriff's department. Not even the curfew put in place by Sheriff Lasky stops the bludgeoning and mayhem wreaking havoc under the cover of darkness. Unbeknownst to John, there is a particular evil lurking much closer than he realizes. Searching for the person responsible for his own affliction eventually culminates into a battle that will compromise everything he is left to live for. By the end, you'll find most anyone can be compelled to murder. Ms. E. Ray, you have the floor. Thank you, Ms. Montaigne. Okay, so, okay, we'll start here. 
Hopefully I can stay in cue with my voice. Okay. That evening, Mrs. Knox laid in bed, still fully clothed, and dressed in the dress she'd worn for Jennifer's wake. She hadn't even bothered to take off her high heel shoes. I can't believe you made a scene like that today. You really have to get a grip, Beverly. Look at you. You didn't even take your shoes off, yet you're lying in bed. Mr. Knox fumed as he tossed the folded garments into the suitcase that sat atop the bed. Mrs. Knox blinked listlessly as the medication her husband had had begrudgingly administered her an hour earlier took hold. I can't believe you're just going to leave me here like this. You don't even care that our precious daughter Jennifer is gone. You don't think I care because I don't express my emotions the way you do? Don't try and hold me to your ridiculous standards. I don't need medication to make it through life. I've lost everything that meant anything to me. My daughter is gone. How do you expect me to go on this way? In order for you to do that, you'll have to stop lying to yourself. You don't know what you're talking about, Mrs. Knox snapped back angrily. Don't act like you just started taking medication. You've been abusing Adderall for years now, trying to keep your weight in check. Did you think I wouldn't notice? You're right. You can't go on like this. With all the shit you're shoveling down your throat, you're one ingredient away from doing crystal meth. But of course, you'll find a way to blame this on me as well. You're going to leave me anyway. Look at you. You couldn't wait to pack your shit up. I'm a doctor. My practice is in California. I'm always traveling. Why is it any different now, huh? Who pays for this shit anyway? How do you think I'm going to continue to feed your endless craving for all things beautiful? He mocked her as he snatched off one of her stilettos and hurled it across the room. Mrs. Knox delved into the lowest point she could, unable to come up with a response that made any sense. Everything her husband said was true, but his desperate wife had one bullet in her metaphoric chamber and she was ready to blow his head off with it. It's your fault our daughter is dead. You did this to her. Had she not been walking that night, she'd still be alive. But no, you had to impose your ridiculous rules on her. You're such a hypocrite. Not allowing your daughter to date an older man when your wife is 10 years your senior or when you're 10 years your wife's senior. You have the audacity to punish her for the very thing you're guilty of. Think about that on your plane to California, you bastard. You killed our daughter. Mr. Knox zipped his suitcase as tears poured from his eyes. He refused to respond to his wife's heartless accusations, knowing it would only add fuel to her already raging fire. He walked out of their room right past his screaming wife. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Get out of here, you bastard. I hope you never come back. Mrs. Knox, Mr. Knox rushed down the stairs, dragging his overly packed suitcase at his side. When he got to the bottom of the stairs, he paused, sitting at its base. He wiped his face over with his hands, drying his tears. After a few minutes, he composed himself enough to stand. I should go back up and try reasoning with her, he thought. Maybe I could bring her to California with me. She shouldn't be here alone, he reasoned. I just can't handle her like this, he mumbled. Mr. Knox walked right out of that door, leaving his Mr. Knox walked right out of the door, leaving his wife to deal with the turmoil plaguing her. I'll call her tomorrow when she has calmed down, he told himself as he trekked down the porch steps. Ow! He yelped when the heel of the black stiletto hit him atop his head. The sharp heel of the shoe left a red bruise on his forehead. Mr. Knox turned immediately only to see the door close behind him. 
It was when he looked up that he saw his wife's dangling feet. Oh my God, Beverly, no, what did you do? He sprinted back up the stairs then into the house. Mrs. Beverly Knox had hung herself from the balcony from the balcony of their bedroom. Still the true beauty queen, her face had been dried of tears. Before hanging herself, Mrs. Knox made sure not a hair was out of place in her bun. She left two buttons near the cleavage of her black sleeveless kneeling Dolce & Gabbana dress, open with the oh wait, open near the cleavage of her black sleeveless kneeling Dolce & Gabbana dress with the satin trim. The American flag flapped in the wind just over her head. She'd be Miss America one way or another. Beverly Knox died hanging from that sheet, hoping to be remembered by all. Oh, wow. See, I, oh my goodness, you guys, when I tell you, okay, I got to get myself together. After that, I I was not ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. My goodness. So, Oh, <laughs> look! I, I still have to take a break. That is that is what good writing, great writing, dynamic writing will do for you. It will just take you to a place like you can't move, you can't function. You're just caught in that moment again, cinematic again, a twist, something that was unexpected. You know. You, Definitely, Thank you know, you. from that fight, you weren't expecting to go that direction. That's an amazing snippet. This was an amazing book. Oh my goodness. I Thank am you. I'm so blown away. You're welcome. I'm blown away. And you know what? I I want to also read to you guys the review that we left under Untamed Publishing uh, for Compel to Murder. You know, it's, I, like, I just have to, I have to gather my thoughts. So, definitely, um, we gave it five stars. So, this is for the readers, just so you guys know. It's called, we labeled it the crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, yes. Um, and this is why the Compel to Murder by E. Ray Tronic is an incredibly intense read from the outset. Plot will take you through many twists and turns as murder and mayhem plague this small town. The characters have been developed with much consideration, and their mindsets can only be summed up as the craziest. The suspense <laughs> is perfectly with heartbreaking scenes, which were sometimes hard to read because of their realism. Although the murder of his daughter had driven John crazy, literally, we loved him as a character. Although on the exterior he was quite brash, we discovered a loving and caring side of him that was steeped in the most ultimate betrayals by those who were supposed to be the closest to him. His wife, who begins as an equally likable character, begins to have nuggets that unravel her true inner being, which will leave you floored. Our favorite character, ironically, was Sean. Their seemingly bratty, typical team. Our heart filled hugs for him because we believe much of his attitude had to be because of the tragic breakdown of his family. His standoff with Steven was one we hoped for, and it did not disappoint. The end reveal almost took us out. The crazy, a highly enjoyable and memorable read with a 
climactic ending that will not that you will not see coming. You did that, Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love that review. I appreciate it. Thank you. You you are welcome. I had I was like, look, this is oh my goodness. Um, and I just want to say that now. With the characters John and Megan and Samantha, it opens up um, with something tragic happening to to John and Megan, who are husband and wife. Um, and oh my goodness! Now, do you mind if I share? I don't want to reveal too much. So you no, know, I don't mind. Okay, so. John and Megan, um, they come home from the evening, and their daughter, Samantha, um, has been murdered. Um, oh, my gosh. And the way that you just described the discovery of their daughter, it, it hooked me from the beginning. And I was like this is either some good writing or I'm just as crazy as these people for enjoying <laughs> a little bit of both no. a little, you're right you're right a little bit of both oh, oh my gosh so just take take if you will take us through you crafting that opening like that was such a stellar opener oh my it blew just like oh. when you just read, it blew me away I okay so I wrote it I wrote the the beginning and everything and I like to start off with uh, a bang all all of my books start off with a bang no matter what what it is um, it starts off with action or um, some type of shock so um, my objective was to merely paint the shock for you so that it would get a rise out of so that I would get some kind of reaction out of you so the only way that I can do that is by being as detailed as I possibly can so and and that's through throughout the whole book I try to be as detailed as I possibly can without doing like mundane details you know but I but I try to be as detailed as, as I can so that I could paint how horrific the murder was for you um, and how traumatic it was for the parents coming in and seeing it, you know, what they felt emotionally, how they're, what was going on with their body, um, you know, where they're crying, where they're trembling, where, you know, did they drop to the floor? I mean, I want to, I want every single detail of how I can pull those feelings out of you that quickly at the beginning of the story. So that's how I um, I crafted that because in all of my writing, I do it to give you a sensational experience, to evoke emotion out of you. I want you to cry. I want you to laugh. I want you to be scared at night. Um, <laughs> I really want this book to... Uh, affect you, you know, and I want you to see it like a movie. I want you to want it to be a movie because I want to put it out as a movie. So, you know, I, I want it that to be realistic. Um, so like I said, with all the murders, I try to be as detailed as possible so that I can make you feel it. 
feel it. <laughs> that's right. that's how and I went about. And that you do, that you do, absolutely. Like it is, it is phenomenal, and it draws you in. Even, and when you say detailed, you're so, your writing is so steeped in that. But even when you were reading just then, in my head, everything that you were saying was playing out for me in my mind, um, as if I was watching it on television and I just got blown away like I could even in my head I can tell you in my head as the shoe dropping me I can see him <laughs> turning around and then looking like the camera is panning up and you see mm-hmm. and you see her like my mind is going just like that and I'm going yeah. and when you stop I'm still stuck in the movie like okay what happened did we go to commercial break <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm so glad. I'm so glad I had that reaction. Yes, you did, and I promise you, it is well worth it. It's well worth the read. I can't wait because I know it's gonna be on the big screen one day, and I can't wait to put down my look. I don't know if we still gonna be in COVID, but if not, I'm putting down my letter. <laughs> it might be 1950. Yes. Yes. Right. Put my Mm-hmm. And watch this good mm-hmm. movie. I, oh, but you know, I have to talk about her ass rather because Samantha died, or she she was already you know deceased at the very beginning of the book. <laughs> and Sean was her brother, who is the the second child, the only other child between John and Megan. And mm-hmm. um, I definitely won't you know dive too much into him. But I will say, in reading it, I was like, you could tell he had issues, but it was like typical, it it seemed like typical teenage issues at first, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was really enthralled, and I was like, I wonder how, you know, what was the relationship like between him and his sister, and, you know, how um, he's dealing with that. And I know he he wasn't dealing with the parents, you know, what happened with the mm-hmm. parents afterwards, he couldn't deal with that. But you know, him just dealing with her her death, that that really to me came in and I wanted to ask without giving it away. Um, but I, I wanna put it out there so the readers who might have questions once they read it will have an answer. So the ending, was that a direct reflection of what happened with his sister or is this something that's going to be addressed in a sequel about Sean? Oh, no, that was a direct result of what happened to his sister. Um, Because if you remember in some of the flashbacks that involved Samantha, they also involved, you know, not to give anything away, they also involved other people. He was really close to his sister, you know. She taught him Mm -hmm. how to swim, how to float. She taught him how to ride his bike. You know, she she was his big sister. She was only like a year older than him, but she still mm-hmm. was really close to him and he, he loved his sister um, and anybody that you know he, he loved his sister you know I'll just say that he right. had a love for her so everything was, was a direct pretty much result of of that yes and and, and, and other things in, in, in his family you know his mother you know and father going mm-hmm. through things and 
her you know not to give too much away but you know their their breakup and stuff and it's just a lot of stuff weighing on them you know and that stuff can make you sad and and turn to things that you would normally turn to so exactly Exactly. (laughs) well we know it definitely did that to john you know (laughs) john yes he was a he was a crusader. Yeah, he went a whole. He went a whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he 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 definitely took he took it straight there. You know, he was like, yeah. "No, I'm about to go find out who killed my daughter." <laughs> and while I'm finding out who killed my daughter, if I find anybody else killing anybody else, I'm gonna kill them too. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He, so, yeah. he turned into a straight vigilante, you know, for justice. Like, you know mm-hmm. what? It ain't right, but you wrong. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be wrong with you. <laughs> That's right. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, see, he was the living example of when they go low, he going to hell. You know, he was right. He was that. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Poor John. Poor John. Um, and you know it just he was that character where even though you knew he was doing the wrong thing you didn't you you didn't care you know because not that not that you want to see people out here just you know create murder and mayhem it was to the readers the only reason he ever did it was to correct a serious wrong that people were doing and Mm-hmm. You know, he was, and not just, oh, they told a little lot. Like, they are, you know, right. doing some lewd and, you know, cruel things mm-hmm. to other people in the world. So it was like, John was like, okay, yeah, nah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to make sure nobody you else get gets touched. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm making sure nobody else is touched by any more evil people in this world. So, and, yeah. you know, it, but it, it to me, on a different note, it just shows mentally um, how devastating things can be when you go through such mm-hmm. traumatic events of life. And, you know, and I would hope that people understand it's like you just don't understand how you can take a good hearted, good person, human being, from that element of them to being this dark you know, sometimes evil person, and I like the fact that I know you have a part two compelled to murder um, with Steven's lineage that's out, and I think that book is going to highlight a lot of that, you know, how those Mm -hmm. things, those traumatic events just turn people to the most evil and vile despicable type of people in the world and even the ones who are doing these, you know, these things committing these mm-hmm. crimes, committing these murders they is steeped in a place of deep rooted pain and hurt for them and so it's like a never ending cycle, you know um, yeah. and I think that's I think that's important, I think that's a, a good message because we're we're living in 2020 a time that I, I say a time that needs love and healing because 2020 came in and Ooh. it told 2019 to hold my corona. Um, it just came in. Yeah. It was like look, with everything yeah. that was just it seems like everything that's just 
evil and vile and wrong. It's just it's trying to uproot in 2020, and I'm like, good Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe we need to it stop is. putting the band-aid on this. <laughs> it, it is, is. definitely, because uh, the uh, the things that we that, that went on before are not okay now. You know, the universe is saying that these things have to be brought out, they have to be highlighted, and it has to be corrected right now because it cannot move forward into the next cycle like this. You know, we're going into the age of Aquarius. We're going into a whole nother age. We're coming out of this Capricorn, hard, structured, and we're going more off into, you know, the star age of uh, friends and high hopes and, you know, different things like that. So um, things have to be corrected. And that's what we're seeing right now around the world. We're seeing things being corrected. So I'm glad, that that's happening. And at the same time, that's happening in people's lives as well. You know, patterns that are no longer serving them, they're having to get rid of because if they don't, it's affecting them in their sector of karma, wherever karma affects them, you know, whatever sector that is. Uh, people are seeing that play out. So you you have to right now do the right thing. You know, you have to correct how you were in the past you have to look at inner self and make those changes or the new universe is going to knock you for it so that's that's, that's what we're seeing coming out right now girl yeah yep. that's that's why look that's why i kept my mouth shut off <laughs> normally i was like okay y'all okay i'm gonna keep talking <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah, but I, I did. I tried to. I tried to adhere to what it was telling me. It worked out well, though, so I'm gonna have to keep their practice up. <laughs> yes, yes. Keep it up because you get blessings too. It, it definitely brings you blessings because when you do what you're supposed to do, you know, a blessing will come in. You know, so you just gotta yeah. watch for it and watch for those uh, numbers in sync, like seeing two, 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 eleven, eleven, ten, ten you know, three, three, three on the clock, different things like that. And the more in sync you get, the more you'll start seeing those numbers. So it's crazy the way, the way it works. And and it's hilarious because um, for me, I'm a dreamer. And so that's the only thing that I was really into. My son, he's kind of studying astrology a little bit. And he was mm-hmm. like, Mom, you know, your number, your favorite number is one and seven. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. I said, because every time I tell you that I fuss at, fuss at them, I always use 17 and some variation. You know, I've told you 17 <laughs> times, you know. <laughs> yeah. Man, so he was like, he was like, that's weird, though, because literally those are your numbers. <laughs> that's I said, I funny. Never, I, didn't know, I didn't know that, but I was saying it. I told you seventeen times, and so they they got to the point now. You know, sometimes they mimic me. It's like, how many? You know, they were like, oh, I was like, I just did this. He's like, seventeen times. I was like, seventeen times. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's seventeen one more time. <laughs> right. You're like, it's 17 times. <laughs> so definitely, I was like, when he told me that, I was like, it's not a surprise because how many times do I sit around here and say 17? <laughs> he was that like, oh, the time. <laughs> it that was. That's good you know, that he's studying that, too. It is. It, look, it's good for me, too, because I'll be like, look, mm-hmm. brother, tell me what you... <laughs> 
myself. That's right. Be doing. But he is. He really is. So this this information will definitely be good for him. Good for all of us. But you know, definitely yes. good for him to to dive into. But honey, I want to play this game. Like I have called this or that with you. Okay. Okay. And I just ask you a question, give you two options, and you tell me which one you prefer over the other, okay? Okay. Okay. Long walk or long drive? Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a hard one because I like both of those. Um, I would say, how long are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be five miles is about good for me. I like long walks because I like to see different things, but you know, I like to exercise. So I'll say long walk. Long walk. Okay. She said, How long are you talking about? Now, you know, five miles right. down the road, that's one thing. We can drive across country. I might not like that so much. Right. Oh, good. Oh, my God. I understand it. No, I could, I could not. I, I would go start crazy. <laughs> See? Sitting in that same spot. I would. I would go start crazy. I was like, no, you just pull over somewhere and let's just walk around. If we have to walk around in a circle, mm-hmm. I got it. Yes, stretch my legs. Yes. So, music or silence? Oh, music, definitely. I mean, I love silence so that I can think, but music, um, ooh, I feel music on such a level that's just like, man, it's amazing to me, you know? it's And I know everybody, you know, that's the whole purpose of it, you know, music makes you feel, but yeah, I, I love music. I even listen to music when I'm writing so that, um, you know, I'm more into the story. I'm more into the action of it. So, yes, music. <laughs> and, you know, I, this one for me is a toss-up because I'm like, I love music. Absolutely, you know, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I listen to it before I write and after it. But when I write, I have to. It has to be completely silent. Like I'll have headphones on and nothing's playing, because it's more like the music motivates me. But I need the silence of the moment to just focus in. And I, you know, yeah. I always thought that was kind of weird for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. No, it's not weird. Before I write, <laughs> it's not weird. It's not weird because sometimes you do require that silence if you gotta get really really into detail like start writing up the real details but um melodies help me a lot you know like um not music with like words but i'll listen to uh, like moonlight sonata by mozart mm-hmm. or something like that and is it mozart that's uh, midnight sonata i believe so um might be is it I can't remember, but anyway, we're gonna, the look, melody. We're gonna say, oh, it's Beethoven. It's Beethoven. Moonlight Sonata is Beethoven. I'm sorry. So <laughs> you like what? But it, it's just a melody. So the melody playing is so helpful for me. Um, you know when I'm when I'm writing because um, it helps me flow more poetically as opposed to me without the melody. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Honey, lake or beach? Ooh, dang, that's a good one. 
Okay. Um, goodness gracious. That's, that's a hard one. I like the lake because I, I always go to the lake all the time, me and my husband. Um, I actually just bought him a fishing boat for his birthday in June. So we do go out to the lake a lot because it's right here um, by us. But I like the sea because it's endless. You know, I like the sea because it's endless. I just don't like the salt water, the taste of the salt water, but the water is beautiful. And even though it's got more stuff in it, it's cleaner. <laughs> so I kind of like it as far as swimming in it better because the lake, you know, sometimes it has the seaweed or different things like, well, not seaweed, but it's kind of like seaweed, but you can't call it seaweed because it's not the sea. Um, the lake weed. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah and then some of those lakes get nasty and polluted and stuff so the sea is a little better and i like cruises so i say the sea <laughs> yes look i i love the sea too i'm with you i love the i love the endlessness of it i like the mm-hmm. i like the roar of the water you know the crashing of the waves mm-hmm. I, that now I probably could that that look that's my sound right there to right. I think yeah <laughs> wave crashing would be that, those waves crashing I love the sound of waves crashing oh my gosh I I, I don't know it's like I'm a fire sign but I'm such a water baby I aphrodisiac well you know what you're pressed right up against Pisces and I believe you probably do have a lot of Pisces in your chart just because of how creative you are because you do everything i mean i've been looking at the little things that you do and even with your advertisements you put out you blow my mind with your advertisements how you put them together so i know between that and your writing and your poetry you have to have some a stellum or something or 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 at least a couple of planets in pisces um, which m- can make oh, wow. you very creative and, and like water because Pisces is a water sign. So maybe even your, your moon or your rising is Pisces. Who knows? Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that in you. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, learn- I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about myself today, <laughs> I'm learning a lot about me. <laughs> see, that's, mm-hmm. why, that's why you have to have good conversations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, here's the next one. Okay, reading or audio? I would say, um, ooh, I like both of them, but I read more than I than I listen to audiobooks. But I would like to start listening to audiobooks more when I'm riding back and forth. But I'm still gonna say books because I, I I would say reading, even right. though There's I like audio. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going like to say reading the word. Because then I can really <laughs> gauge the, the author's writing better because I can hear it and I hear what they're saying. But when I hear what they're saying, I'm thinking more about the action, like what's happening. When I'm reading their right. words, I can see the flow of their writing. I can see if they can really write. I can see, you know, just the, the richness of the words they use when I'm actually looking at it as opposed to hearing it. So I would say writing um, more than audio. Okay. Oh, reading. I'm sorry. Reading more than than audio. 
Girl, yes, <laughs> man. I, I love to read. I love audio. I, I, I love it, too. I've grown to love audio. Um, and that's just basically because of my schedule. But um, I've, I've yes. grown to audio for that reason, just to be able to multitask and still listen. But I'm like you. I have to... I have to focus in and I'll end up yes. if the book is really good um, I'll end up not multitasking if I listen to an audio book if it's really good because I'll be just sitting there listening to it and not doing nothing else you know so it's like I'm yes. like <laughs> at this point yes. uh, but the next one is writing or astrology oh my god I can't <laughs> even I can't I can't even uh I can't choose I can't choose between writing and astrology because I wouldn't be able to do my writing without my astrology. Not that I use astrology in writing, but because my astrology has brought me to a place in life so elevated and my ascension is because of my astrology and my ascension in my life. Um, it being due to astrology helps me in career. It helps me in my writing. It pushes me forward and brings me blessings in writing. So if I didn't have my astrology, I wouldn't be able to continue how I am. So I can't really choose between um, astrology and writing. Um, but but if I did only astrology and did, and did not write, I could do astrology. You know, I could be on YouTube and just do astrology and just make money that way. So, but I can't choose. <laughs> Because oh, I, I like, have something I, in me that's so rich with that writing. It's like, when I sit down to write, it's literally not even me. Like, it's me, but it's mm -hmm. a whole nother person in me that writes. Because mm -hmm. you can even tell the way I write. The way I write is not even the way I talk. So it's like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just talk normal. You, you know, just like the average person. You know, my writing is more like um, I might have grown up in England at some point in time or, or something like that. So it's kind of some, some of the, the way I speak is, uh, is just not even of me. It, it just comes out of me when I'm writing, and that's just how I write. Um, if I spoke like that in real life, people would be like, what the heck <laughs> are you talking about? So <laughs> just say it normal. And sometimes I'll catch my husband saying that, say it normal, talk normal. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Look, I understand. I understand completely because I feel the same way. It's like in, you know, certain things that, you know, I write and it, it's, it takes you, you have to be in different places for different genres, you know? And so yeah. my mind literally goes into those characters and I feel like, you know, it's not me. It's, you know, it's another, yes. it's someone else who's writing, and you know, at that time and in that moment and in that space. Because, and, and you probably know what I'm getting ready to say when I say this, there'll be times where, especially when you're really focused in, like you said, and you're into the details, and you're really crafting the story, and you come to a stopping point, and you come, I always say it's like I come back to myself. You know what I'm saying? I come yes. back to myself, and then I look at it, and I'm like, I wrote that, you know? It's like, yes. Like, oh, so many every time, 
even when I go back and I read my other books, like Compelled to Murder 2, I go back to my other books. I'm like, what? I said that? Like, I don't even know where I even had that information in my head to even <laughs> put that out there. But it's literally just in me. And it just comes out when I write it. And then my little third personality or whatever it is just goes and sits on down when I'm done. So <laughs> I, I literally, I am like, sometimes I'm literally amazed at some of the stuff that I say or write because it's like, this is a, a, a old English man from, I don't know what year, you know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I have a whole professional and a hood chick and a uh, yes, <laughs> a poet, a poet. You got a poet in there, girl. You know, a creative, the, the creative version of the movie Split. You know, <laughs> yes, yes. It's awesome though. We I'm need that. You. you know, we do. That that we do. makes us. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and this one is the last question. This is a, okay. this is my little hilarious question. <laughs> so this is based off of I'm ready. This one, this one is based off of astrology. Oh, Aries okay. or Aries? <laughs> oh, look at you! <laughs> I'm like Aries or Aries. <laughs> Aries. <laughs> I would have to say Aries. <laughs> You have to say Aries, but and I was I was laughing because I said I just gonna say that is a typical Aries. Right? It <laughs> is. It is. Aries for Aries. It is because oh Aries God. is that, that baby. It's the first. I mean, it's the first sign of the of the zodiac. That's where we where we start. So, you know, Aries is the head, and your career sector is actually Capricorn. So, anytime you have transits in Capricorn. You know, that's your career. And that's where Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter are right now. So your career is a very big focus. All Aries. Yeah, it is. And, and that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you surely. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. is, that is definitely yeah. the truth right now. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited yes, for that. So I am. Well, I am going to give you some time to tell the readers how they can connect with you, where they can purchase your books, and if you have any upcoming projects. Okay, so um, my Instagram is eraytaronic. My Twitter is at raytaronic. And my name is R-A-Y-E-T-U-R-O-N-E-K. So <laughs> I know that's not really easy. <laughs> to um to spell and on Facebook I'm E Ray Tyronic or my personal page is author E Ray Tyronic which I actually keep public because I'm pretty you know public with everything um right now oh my YouTube is Enchant- Enchantress Press Astrology so if you go to Enchantress Press Astrology or if you read my newsletter um you can click and go to Enchantress Press Astrology from there. And you can see the horoscope uh, as a, a video. Now, the last two months I haven't done the video. I've only been doing the newsletter, the written horoscope. Mm-hmm. Um, but this month, 
October, rather, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to doing uh, the videos as well. So you'll have the written, but if you can't read the written, I'll do the video. And with the video, I give you a little more examples as well as to the situations that might be happening to you. Um, I was, you know, trying to get my voice better before I um, went back into that, but I think it's time. So I'll have those up by October 3rd. So even though the real newsletter, the written newsletter will be out on the 1st, the videos will be out about the 3rd because I have to, you know, do those videos. Now, as far as my writing career, um, I was recently um, my agent, Entice. She's so wonderful. <laughs> um, she actually <laughs> just had her premiere for her movie, Gutta Mami. And um, she got me a contract under Kensington Publishing through Urban Books. So I'm really excited about that because my newest novel, Deadliest Intentions, which is a psychological thriller with elements of paranormal, is going to be coming out next year in 2021. Um, in addition yay! to that, <laughs> yay, I know, yay! Our agent is the best. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, she is. She is. She is amazing. Um, and I, I truly appreciate her for, for hanging in there with me and, um, you know, sending all that information my way and kind of rearing me, getting me ready for this. Um, I have uh, two other novels as well that I haven't put out yet, but I have finished, thanks to Entice. Rural Route 8 and Rural <laughs> Route 8 uh, Part 2. So I'm going to get the finishing touches on those. And I don't, I'm thinking about putting them out before uh, my Deadliest Intentions comes out next year. I'm thinking about putting those out. But we're going to see um, how much traction I get with this Compelled to Murder first because I really want to get that out there first and uh, spread it out before I put anything else out. And this is funny because I like to say, um, a lot of readers will say, well, when are you going to come out with another one? Because I already read Compelled to Murder and Compelled to Murder 2. And I try to tell them, you're not going to uh, happy release day me to death. Y'all going to read these books, <laughs> these first two books, because <laughs> you're not going to happy release day me to death because <laughs> they will do that. Happy release day, happy release day. And then it's books, books coming, coming, coming. I want to focus on them actually reading the books that are already out first before right. I go off into, you know, putting the others out. But it, but it, you know, it might be time to at least put Rural Route 8 out. But I really want to, like I said, get some traction on the Compelled to Murder series because that series is very important to me. So I have that coming out. Um, I'll have that coming out soon. But right now I'm just really uh, focused on because I finished Deadliest Intention, you know, already I'll be turning that into Entice um, this week. Um, I really want to focus on um, promoting some other authors and um, my astrology and, and different things like that and seeing uh, Switching Compelled to Murder over to a screenplay. There's so many things that I have on my agenda to do that I'm trying not to overwhelm myself um, and kind of take it you know one day at a time because you know when I promote I promote when I promote an author yes I promote an author you know I'm I, yes, I literally 
you know, I go for you. You know, I go hard for my people I promote. That's why I try to pick people that I know I'm really going to want to promote that deserve it. Um, because it's a lot of people who just come to you that just want to use you, you know, use you Absolutely. up and 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 not and not reciprocate or, or share that same you know, passion. And I know not everybody's going to promote like I do, because I do go a little overboard, but <laughs> I still, you know, I, I, I do go hard, but I still want, you, do. you know, you know, some type of reciprocation or, you know, for at least a person to be appreciative of, of what I'm doing, because it's a lot. And it takes a lot of energy out of me to give another person that much light, you know, because it's taken right. away from me as well. And um, I don't mind Absolutely. that, you know, I don't mind at all. I just want to do it right, you know? So right. I'm, I'm concentrating on that and I want to read some more books. I know I want to read The View too. And I want to read Never Again No More too because I read both of the originals and you hooked me. Um, <laughs> so I got to make sure I read those. It's so much stuff I want to do. I want to get your audio books. I might get your audio book. That way I can listen to audio as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so I have a lot of things going right now. Me promoting authors. I really appreciate it. If you guys would show me that reciprocation so that, um, you know, I can continue to doing what I'm doing. I can continue to help you guys with the astrology. I can continue to promote you guys because I'm going to get the attention. I mean, I don't mean to sound like that, like arrogant or anything, but I'm going to get the attention because of the astrology and because of the information I'm putting out, it being so helpful, the newsletter is going to get the attention. So anybody that comes and is promoted by my newsletter is going to see some type of success, you know, off, off of that. So, um, I just want I just want people to join me and 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 you know get on the train and and you know not follow me or nothing or get on a train like that but I'm just saying be re- reciprocate my good energy you know uh, exactly let's make this a, a, a back and forth exchange you know because um, no, I know a lot of people definitely get on the train <laughs> well no definitely yeah. get on the train. <laughs> Yes, get on the train. Don't be standoffish, you know. Check out my check out my my fellow C suite authors, you know. And uh, absolutely, you know, <laughs> let's do this because we all can be successful. You know, everybody can be successful. Definitely. It's not. I'm not nobody to be intimidated by or afraid of or anything like that. I'm not trying to mess up the goodness coming to me. That being bad for nobody else. Trust me. I know so, that's um, right. I know that's, that's right. It. And and yeah. that's the way we should be. You know, we should be mm-hmm. reciprocating each other. I mean, because you make it. I always said, I used to say it all the time anyway, but I, I, I probably need to start reiterating it again. You know, we mm-hmm. we do better we go further together, you know. Yes. Um, nobody's ever gotten anywhere by themselves, you know. If, if mm-hmm. you say that, you know, it just, I don't want to call it about your lie, but it's why. You know, you, you, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. You just can't, you know. You, you can do things, some things on your own, but 
other things mm-hmm. require, you know, the help. And even if you don't require it, there's someone out there rooting for you. And so you're still getting the help, you know. So it's That's like, right. you know, just, just reciprocate it, be appreciative, and definitely it's just a way, it's the way that we can all grow and be at the table, you know. I said, even if you're building your own right. table, you know what I'm saying. You can build. You we can, you still just need somebody to help you build that table. Come sit at the table, you exactly. know. And it's room for everybody. It is room for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a wonderful message, you know. And that's definitely something for the starting authors or newer authors who mm-hmm. are tuning in for them to see, you know, from and and I. That's one of the things I always try to stress. Make sure that you remain humble, that you, you know, yes. that you network. And network properly, you know. And don't be afraid. You know, I, I say this all the time. Like, I, I say, don't leave your money on a nightstand. <laughs> like, yes. you know, don't just come in and throw your money on a nightstand. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and you got to set your ego to the wrong. side. Right, mm-hmm. right. Everybody, everybody should know what that that uh, analogy is about. But you know, you have to you have to set that ego properly. to the side. You have to, yeah, like you said, you have to set the ego to the side. You have to network properly. You have to um, be willing to give and not just be a taker. This is not how it works right. in anything in life. And and you um, know, it, oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh. no, I, and I was so surprised, too, because when I linked up with um, Diane Rambert and um, Robert White, and, mm-hmm. you know, they read my book and I talked to them, and their energy was so wonderful and so positive, and um, they have those, re- they they actually do reviews. They, they do reviews on YouTube and, and things like that. Um, and Diane Scott Diamond's liter- literary, and it, it surprised me that more authors don't promote them, especially being that they promote so many authors. And I, it, it surprised mm-hmm. me that they don't—they're not getting as much reciprocation back. And that's one of the reasons I was like, I'm going to promote them so doggone hard because it's like right. these people are doing all of this to promote you and put all of this out. And you can't bother to share their reviews or, you know, mm-hmm. them build, they're building you. Help build them. Anybody that's mm-hmm. building me, I'm going to help build them. I'm going to go inside their company, find out who all works with them, and build those people up that are working with them because that's helping to build me up. It's just like, and it's not hard. It's just sharing stuff here and there. And, you know, I, I just don't understand why people, more people aren't doing that you know so that's something we really should look at in the literary community and start being more um start sharing you know start right uh, reciprocating being, being more the sub- energy you know right yeah being more supportive of each other and right. like, because i mean you know and that's the one thing that i will say and that's that's for any author out here, wasn't that? Whether you're seasoned or new or aspiring um, to get into the publishing industry, you know it is beneficial for you to be supportive of others, and right. in a very positive way, and, and not in a in a way that 
a scheming type of way, but just naturally and genuinely right. supportive because it will come back to you tenfold, a hundredfold, actually. Um, yes. When your genuineness and your, your humbleness and your supportiveness of others is just there. I know that for certain. I see that, you know, happen for you for certain. Um uh, definitely, you know, sharing, and you do an amazing job of, you know, like you said, you, you. actually, you go so, you do, you go so, so hard um, for other people, and I will say, you know, one thing, you know, you spoke to my spirit, because I promise you, like, when I was first in, I was just like, yeah, I was like, I went over hard, and you have to get to the point where you separate from mm-hmm. the ones who are just not going to reciprocate to the ones yes. that, you know, you see want to be supportive and want to be on that train with you. And then that's when you put your focus in. And I mm-hmm. had to learn that, you know, too, as well. And, you know, I still do it. And I'm always humble and always thankful for everything with mm-hmm. everyone, anybody does it, because I'm cognizant of and I think this is the missing element with some people. I'm cognizant of the fact that no one has to do anything. You know, That's unless right. you them. You know, it's like no one has to mm-hmm. do anything. So the very least that you can do is be grateful and thankful and reciprocate. And that's and that's, exactly. the that's like the bare minimal. At least you know, if nothing else, mm-hmm. to say thank you yes. or acknowledge, you know, what that person is doing. I absolutely, to me, I loathe when someone takes the time out to share something or do something for someone. You know, tag them in it, and it's like here you go, and, mm-hmm. and they can't even be bothered to come on and say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, they can't, right. They can't even be bothered. <laughs> come on and just acknowledge the fact that this is what you did. So it's it's one of those things where I'm like, no, 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 uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I have to yeah. separate. I, I notice the people things. that are like that, and I. I, ba- I back off, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep throwing my energy out there for somebody who's not going to appreciate it, you know, because right. it's valuable. Right. All of our energy is valuable, you know, valuable. and action exactly. is louder than words. So somebody can say thank exactly. you all day, but if you don't show any type of action towards saying thank you, you know, you can't even mm-hmm. share a post. Come on now, you, you, you don't really thank me, you know. You right. said it, but you don't really right. mean it. I know when somebody means it and they just saying it, you know? So right. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't say nothing, but I just let it, you know, let it be you what let it, it is. Ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, just, you let it ride. You let it be what it is. I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get it. We dropped some uh, literary publishing jewels there. They're taking notes like, okay, make sure. Let me Didn't check we? myself at the door. <laughs> Check my Didn't we? They're going to listen to that like, oh, she was name dropping and everything. Like, right, right. And make sure you got, look, and me too, like, make sure you guys read her newsletter, her mental chatter amusing uh, newsletter. It comes out every month, and she highlights different authors every month. And that is such an amazing feat. Like, you take so much time with this newsletter. I, look, I'm telling you, you do a lot. You do a lot. And I am <laughs> so, I'm so, me personally, I'm grateful for it. I was like, I can't speak to nobody else. But I think, 
<laughs> Thank <laughs> I mean, you. I like, I'm great. It is a lot. <laughs> it's like writing a book. It's a lot. Of, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a but lot. It's worth you put it. a lot into that newsletter, and it's worth it. it definitely, and it shows. It definitely, truly shows. I and it's free. It so much. And it's, and it's free. So like, it's like we're not, we're not, look, we're not even pushing something that you gotta pay for. We pushing free material. <laughs> That's, That's right. I'm not charging a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five. I'm charging free. It's free. Just take it's that good free. information in and evolve. It's free. I know. <laughs> and shout out and, and shout out to uh huh. Go ahead, go ahead. And shout out to author uh, KF Johnson, um, the Empress of Romantic Suspense. I'm actually featuring her in October, so look out for right. um, her. Her next her part two just came out. So okay. I think it's what what's love, what I do for love. So okay, they got, they got to look for that too. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. I know that's right. See, see, that's what happens. You mm-hmm. you, you get what you're going Look, she gonna promote you. She gonna promote you. That's right. I, and we gonna promote you too. We gonna show you that love right back. Cause I'm telling you, I I promise you, if we whatever we can do, cause I'm trying to get. Um, compare us to murder to a poop. So, because I want to see it on the big That would be wonderful. I know. I'm telling you. I know if we if we are out of COVID by then, it's probably, like I said, it's probably going to be $20 because they're going to try to make all their money back for what they lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to hit our pocket yeah. seat, but I will gladly throw my $20 down for my good ticket. Let me just let uh-huh. me bring you some popcorn and something to drink, and I will be there. <laughs> it's, Woo, I, thank you. I, 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 you know, it's not... A whole lot of movies I can say I wanted. I mean, books I want to see turn to movies. I, I would admit that, but this series is definitely one. So, and yeah. I'm a, a fan of thrillers and horrors. Like already on sci-fi, they're showing you know the scary movies, and it's been on scary movies almost all day <laughs> at my house. <laughs> yeah, we ready for October. Oh, and like that. We know what month is about to be. That's right. No, this is this is my time. I I haven't tried to write it, but dog it out, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna read it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And enjoy it. <laughs> That's right. Enjoy enjoy myself. Have a good old oh, good time. I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> So much for just coming on with me and interviewing with me. As always, we have so much fun whenever we talk, and you know, just with all of our food. But we have good fun. We have good fun. Your energy always uplifts me all the time, and I look forward to you. It's very few people I can say I look forward to talking to if I get on social media. I'm oh, forward to your post and, and just sniggling and giggling with you every day. I just <laughs> yes, and I and the same goes for you. I look forward to, to interacting with you every day too. I look for you like Auntie. They know here yet? Maybe she on Instagram. Let me go wrong. right Instagram and see what she doing. She probably over there making advertisements. <laughs> so yes, <Yeah. laughs> I do. I do. I'm- 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, though. You about your business. That's right. Yes. Well, I think I'm going to tell you what I want to do. You guys, to make sure that you pick up her book, make sure you be on the lookout for her project. Please connect with E Ray, she's a wonderful, spirited person, and she's a phenomenal writer. That was displayed through that snippet. I'm telling you, pick up these books, you will not be disappointed at all. I cannot wait until December is my off my break month. So I, I think that's when I do my mental recoup from everything that has been going on this year. And I have, my, my feet have been to the fire since this pandemic. I, I don't know, you know, I'm just going to say I've been blessed, truly blessed, um, even through the pandemic to, for my schedule to pick up the way it has. But I am going to dive into that's my reading month and so I will definitely be diving into a lot more books you are definitely going to be on the list I, I was like mm-hmm. I can't wait to sit down so I can sit <laughs> in one place so I can actually yeah. try to read um, like I want to let me just say it like that like I want to <laughs> read like I want yeah. to so that is my break month but definitely um, you're you're such an amazing author and such an amazing person so it was a pleasure to have you on with me tonight so I, I look you. forward How to are it you? and I definitely thank you so much and I look forward yeah. to when your release comes out under Urban and Kensington that you would come back so we can discuss Deadliest say it one more time Deadliest Intuition Deadly's intuition. I could, I'm a reader, you know. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, that's not like something I want to pick up. When? What, what is it coming out again? 2021? Yep, 2021 around July. Uh, around July. Sometime in July. Maybe the end of July, which is actually perfect um, timing for me. It made a perfect sense uh, with astrology. So, yeah, around that time. <laughs> Okay, absolutely. All right. Good. Well, you know what? I'm put that down because I want to read that. Lord, that just yes. I love that title. I love the title. Yes. I'm ready to read. I'm telling you, I'm ready to read. I'm ready. Look, I'm ready to read and, all your titles. I'm ready for rule and for rule route eight to come out. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. And actually, deadliest intentions. It actually, Deadliest Intentions was actually called Deadliest of Intentions. But Entice was like, what do you think about Deadliest Intentions? I said, okay, we can change it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. She That's fine, She's phenomenal. She she will uh she was def she's definitely one that you can bounce ideas off of all the time. Yes. And um that's what I enjoy about her because and you fall into that same boat. It's like you are always, the creative mind and the wheels are always turning. So the bouncing of yes. ideas is a constant thing. So I, and she's definitely that. So she is, she'll be phenomenal moving forward with you, you know, helping you with that. I, I applaud mm-hmm. her and everything she's done. Speaking of, I cannot reiterate again. The three-day um, premiere for Gutter Mommies was yes. amazing. 
I was not able to be in Dallas, but I was in Atlanta for the Atlanta premiere with Brianna Cole, who is the um, co-screenwriter of the movie with Entice. And two of the actresses from the lead actresses from the movie came, um, Sophia Nolson, who played Tanya, and Portia Bunch Hall, who played Shanette. And they were sweet as pie. Like, the universe connects the right people all the time if you stay the course yeah. and that is exactly what I feel in, in that situation when that cast and crew and everyone who worked on the movie it was it was just it's amazing so you guys be on the lookout for the announcement of the official release date of the movie it's coming soon I I I know it, but mm-hmm. I, my lips have to be sealed for right now <laughs> mm-hmm. until, until it can come out. But I do know when it is. But, you know, I'll be blasting it for you guys. Um, absolutely. And we'll just continue to lift each other up, you know, as creatives and especially as black creatives because we have to do better with that. Yeah. We have to. <laughs> we have to do better. Yeah, we got to us. For us, by us, you know, fool, 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 Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it, Untamed. I also want to thank you for um, allowing me to spotlight you in the newsletter. And uh, helping me out with that um, info on the advertisements. I really appreciate you a lot more than you know. Um, And uh, God bless you. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. You are welcome. You know, I'm here anytime you need me. It is nothing but a word. (laughs) Ditto. Ditto, sweetheart. Ditto. Definitely. (laughs) Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Get Caught Up podcast. Make sure that you tune in next Wednesday for our next guest, which is poet, author, Rule Jacobs. And, of course, tune in at 1 p.m. for our Writer Wednesday tips. And also get caught up on our Socially Conscious Corner episode. We just released it. So this Sunday, um, media coverage and Black Women's Stories, where we just give our opinions and our thoughts on some of the social and racial injustices that go on today and how we can try to combat that and how to, how we get through our feelings and our emotions through what's going on right now. So tune in to the Social Conscious Corner that comes on every other Sunday at 7 p.m. And we just released our newest episode this past Sunday. You know you can go back and tune in to any one of them. If you are not following the Get Caught Up Podcast, please do so at Get Caught Up Podcast on Instagram and at DCU underscore podcast on Twitter. Please follow Untamed Publishing on Facebook at Untamed Publishing, also on Twitter at Untamed Pub, and on Instagram at Untamed Publishing LLC. And if you would like to follow me, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under Author Untamed. I have other pages too, but if you go there, you'll find the rest. (laughs) I'm everywhere under Author Untamed. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, 
you guys again I want to thank you and appreciate you guys so much for always showing the podcast love I want to thank all of our sponsors and supporters um, who tirelessly give your time your effort your coins your coins to uh, to the Get Caught Up <laughs> podcast so that we can continue to prosper and bring in more great authors like the lovely Miss E. Ray Peronic so it has been a great evening, you guys. And until next time, remain untamed. Good night. Good night.